uh, I was still in my corporate job. I had a very good, stable position. Uh, but, but I realized that my life was not fulfilling. There are no job advertisements that don't sound really sexy to me. So what should I do now with my education? term coming out got an even bigger meaning for us. Like everyone could come out with something, a new passion. Do you think that the problem is with their ability to, to reach the goal? Or is it the foundation of their goal setting that's the issue? Hi everyone, welcome to Refreshingly Human. We are a podcast all about human connections and shared experiences. And, you know, I've done an entire seasons of emotions. It got really, really deep. So now we are going to do something a bit more positive, a bit more upbeat. And we're going to be talking all about achieving our dreams, setting our goals. And I'm so honored to be joined by Lucy and Vanessa from the Coming Out Coaches. They are liberating mind and body coaches who help their clients overcome physical and emotional pain, and they help you pursue your dreams and to become your true self. That sounds pretty amazing, right? Guys, would, uh, welcome. Yeah. Hi. Would you like to uh, just tell us a little bit about, more about yourself and your company and how it started and why? Yes, sure. So, hello, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, I am Lucy, and uh, I'm a certified life coach from the International uh, Coach Academy, which is an ICF-accredited training school. And I'm Vanessa. Hi. <laughs> uh, I am a certified fitness trainer and specialized in uh, functional training and recently neuroathletic training. I'm also focusing on nutrition as a nutritional coach. Uh, through Precision Nutrition. And uh, in parallel, I'm still working as a scientific assistant at a university, and uh, there I'm supporting researchers to handling their data and numbers. So that's like my second passion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about the coming out coaches, so how it started, uh, about two years ago, uh, I was still in my corporate job. I had a very good, stable position. Uh, but, but I realized that my life was not fulfilling. What I was doing was not fulfilling. So, okay, I, re I resigned and then I started to look for some jobs, but still didn't feel that what I'm looking for is exactly what I want. And at this, my, let's say my, my passion was, my joy was always to support others anyway. In my life this is anyway I could do it I would do it so this was my part and at the same part at the same time Vanessa was part of a mentorship program trying to find her mission and her life goals and to you know her higher purpose and yeah. um, can I put one detail? of course <laughs> so it was just I was just had finished my PhD and I was wondering okay what's now there are no job advertisements that don't sound really sexy to me so what should I do now with my education? Yeah. So she was searching as well for her life mission. And during this mentorship program, she also realized how much she loved supporting others. But in this, this time, to, more towards for sports and how to have a good physical shape and feel good with your body. So we're sitting there together. I mean, we are a couple, okay? We live together. We, we were talking about all of that and realizing that I want to support others through changing a bit their mindset and how to find joy. And I want to support others to become more inspired and uh, train themselves and get healthy and fit. So then we decided that I would pursue, uh, we would both pursue more studies. I would be a, a life coach and Vanessa would be, increase more her, her studies on sports. Mm -hmm. Exactly, with what... Yeah. yeah, and then we decided, let's do this together. And we decided to be the, the coming out coaches. And why the coming out coaches? So since we are a lesbian couple ourselves, we thought we would like to support uh, LGBTQIA 
individuals as, uh, as well as their families, their, their friends, whoever is in their close environment. So they can, you know, live a life by being true to themselves and by being, you know, connected and have a great life altogether. So this is how the Coming Out Coaches are, were born. That's amazing. That's so inspirational. And I love that you guys um, decided you wanted to help your communities and then went and got the extra knowledge and the certifications to do it. And yeah, that's really cool. So is um, where are you guys based? And um, is it an online coaching thing? And is it only for the LGBTQI community or is it open to everyone? Um, so we are located in Switzerland uh, in a small town or between the towns, let's say. <laughs> Close to Lucerne. Close to Lucerne. Very nice uh, mountain area, or they're pretty close. And so our business is online mostly. So it doesn't matter where we are. We would always find a time and tools to meet um, virtually. And since you were asking about, is it only for this community uh, it started like this, but we also realized that our approach is like universal and every human being could um, benefit from it. And uh, now this term coming out got an even bigger meaning for us. Like everyone could come out with something, a new passion, uh, a new lifestyle, um, new goals that they were afraid before to set for themselves or whatever it is. So now we even see it in a, in a large future, in a bigger context. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good. It's just a good, good to clarify who your uh, target is there. Well, the targets are humans. This is it. Of I course. Of course. We are ready to support anyone. It's just that because the LGBTQIA community in general hasn't been as approached and as supported as we would hope, so this is the only reason. But of course, whoever would need our support, we would be more than happy to be there for them and help them achieve their goals and become their, their true self. Amazing. Well, so I saw in you guys' um, bio that you say you can help people accomplish whatever they want. And wow, I think that's, um, that's a big statement. Um, do, do you think that when people set out to do something or they set out a goal, do you think that the problem is with their ability to, to reach the goal or is it the foundation of their goal setting that's the issue? Well, I would say that it's the first, the first, let's say, challenge is the fact that we don't believe a lot in ourselves. And also we have, a, we cannot, it's not that easy to really commit and um, to, to, what, what is not always helping is that we don't keep our end goal in mind and how we will feel when we really reach it. We are struggling with this every day, trying to reach the goal without really realizing the importance and what we will feel when we will actually reach that goal. So if you put this feeling, this euphoric feeling of really the moment you get what you worked for, you know, and you have this in mind while somehow trying to stay to your commitment or, start, or, or try to overcome whatever is holding you from having this courage to do it. But thinking, oh my goodness, when I will reach this goal, it's going to be amazing. You know, this high, to have it in mind that it's all about that, that feeling. And once you have achieved this one goal, then you're ready for the next one yeah. and it's like it's like um how to say this uh, the best drug ever because once <laughs> you've done once and you see how amazing it is you want more and more and more so it's more to have this end goal in mind yeah that that's interesting so if it's so for example if it's a really big end goal do you guys help your clients to maybe break it down into smaller steps to get there but um, maybe what you're saying is that while we, while we have these smaller steps, we always remember where we want to be as a motivation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, we break it into, into pieces, into little targets, smaller targets. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, always trying to find achievable 
daily small goals that it's they are possible someone is possible it's possible to to remain on that path mm. you know to make it like it's a fun trip it's not a burden mm. of every day a bit towards your end goal always have in mind your end goal and the path is still enjoyable it's a journey, right? Exactly. It's a journey and uh, we want that our clients start them with the mindset of being a winner. We want to set them up in a way that they, they will win and they will have success. And this starts with the goal setting and taking these small steps. If uh, the steps are like too big or outside of what the client could reach even when stretching and stretching this is part of the process. If you want to grow, we need to go further than from where we are right now, right? So it's all about uh, finding the right action steps and the right next steps on this path so that at the end we can achieve the big end goal. Yeah. And also, if I may, just one thing about... So sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, really feel, I feel like it's, it's important about not believing in ourselves. You know, sometimes we cannot, we don't do something because we don't believe in ourselves enough to, to say, you know, I want to dare to do this X thing. It's kind of like imposter syndrome, isn't it? We kind of think like, who are we to be doing what we want to do? And like, maybe we're not, we're not good enough to do it. And it kind of like puts us in the backseat of, of our dreams, I, I suppose, you know, where we're not taking the wheel and believing in the power we have to get ourselves Absolutely. there. Absolutely. But the secret is do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I guess with, with a help of a coach, maybe you can have someone to help you get to that point of actually believing that you can do it. You know, like, I guess like for me, it's like every little thing that I achieve in my life, like you said, it's like a drug, like, oh, I've lost, um, I've lost 25 kilograms in my past. And that kind of like, oh my God, I could do that. I could do anything. It kind of like, you know, it kind of like just gets you there, you know? Because um, yeah, we definitely do have a lot of mental barriers, which leads nicely to the next question. Um, what do you think? Uh, I know you mentioned not believing in ourselves, but what do you think are the top three mental barriers when it comes to us, um, our limitations in to, we put on ourselves for reaching our goals? Well, for me, it's, again, it's this having in mind the importance of achieving a goal because at the end of the day, for instance, as you said very well about uh, in your uh, case that you, you managed to lose 25 kilos and I would like to, to congratulate you for that because it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> and, you. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the thing is, when we put a goal, like I want to lose whatever, 10 kilos, okay? Mm. And then I lose it. What I've lost is fat. Okay? I lost the fat. But what I won is not only the fact that I lost this fat, is that I won believing more in myself. This is the biggest victory that you think since I managed this, as you said, exactly, I can mm. do anything. What is next? Bring it on. You know, nothing is scaring me anymore. Mm. So it's this... It's realizing for me, the first mental barrier is not to stop only thinking that, oh, it's going to be so hard to do X thing, lose 10 kilos or 25 kilos. Okay. Your goal was too, it's huge. So let's say 25 <laughs> kilos. Okay. The, the thing is to keep in mind how it's going to be after that, that mm. once you will manage that, you are unstoppable for whatever else you want to achieve. Yeah, then another blockage that I see that is really a huge one is that often uh, these goals that we want to achieve are actually not goals that come from our heart, but only from our mind or ego. And what I mean with this is that maybe even our environment makes us think that we want or have to achieve something. So we set some goals that we set only in order to fit in our society or because our parents think that we have to go this, to this higher school or because uh, friends think, ah, you should do this. For example, maybe uh, there might have been friends in your case that would say, I think you should really lose some weight because I think it's good for you and it's more healthy. But 
if it's not you and it's if it's not you who decide from your inside mm. that you really want to achieve this it would have been much harder or even not possible for you to achieve your, your goal with this yeah so i think this is one one thing that often we 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 follow not the path to to the right goals like the goals are wrong <laughs> I love that, Vanessa. You know, it, it just reminds me, my, my therapist told me recently that he, he thinks I'm like this um, super, super hero who's trying to like knock down all these ignorance and preconceived notions. And I totally agree with what you just said there, because um, I, I was someone who was brought up in, I mean, I think a lot of us, most of us are brought up in a bubble, right? And we are told what to think, we told what to believe. And along the way, we kind of like lose our independent thinking and we lose touch with our true selves. And I know for me, it was a huge journey to go from um, uh, realizing my true self as to who I was told I was supposed to be. The, the benefit I had in that case was that I was never comfortable with the person that my society wanted me to be. That person just never felt like me. And that was my advantage because it helped me to realize who I was independently apart, you know, away from that. And it's so true that we don't realize what we really want if we are clouded by what everyone wants for us. I absolutely love that, Vanessa. <laughs> totally oh, thank agree. You. <laughs> thank you. So I, think, I think we mentioned two mental barriers there, didn't yeah. we? Did I, I have a third in mind that for me is a, a very important as well, is uh, that we compare ourselves to others when it comes to goal settings. For instance, we can see around us, it's a bit of the peer pressure. We see around us, because right now it's a trend with the goals, everybody's setting goals. Let's see how many things we can achieve and fast and more effectively. And there is this <laughs> pressure of making more and more and more. And at the end, we put ourselves into this uh, mindset that I have to do the same. And we, we, we try to, to do as fast you know, and what if this is not our rhythm to do things, you know, what if we need more time? What if we need a different path to reach this goal, whatever that is, because our path is unique anyway. And when we, and also when we, we start a goal and for any reason we fail or we quit, we have the tendency to compare ourselves with those that accomplished that goal or made it or wow or you know they, they were champions and we never compare ourselves to those that never even set a goal so you know we and also we never wonder the winners how did they really make it how hard was it we don't we see only the end and we don't see the path so it's a bit to think about this the comparison with with others amazing yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put a story there from my own experience, exactly what you said, Vanessa. Um, so with, with, with the online world, I'm oh, sorry, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. um, um, with the online world, uh, I think there's a lot of pressure, and I speak about this a lot in my podcast, because like you guys said, you only see the people who are successful. You don't actually see the people when they're starting off. And um, I know when I started off on the online world, I had absolutely zero knowledge about how to do anything. And uh, you, you join these communities and you join these forums and you see people like, oh my God, I put my podcast on and I got a thousand downloads in the first day. And you're like, what the hell, what's happening with my podcast? And then eventually you start feeling like you're not doing good enough. But then you realize that, wait a minute, there's a story behind this guy who got a thousand downloads on his first day. He's not telling us the whole story. He's not telling us. He's just showing off that he got a thousand downloads, but there's a story behind that. And you realize that it's literally impossible for someone to just put out a podcast and just get a thousand downloads on their first day without having a plan to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, but on that same note, Lucy, do you think that we can also uh, look at people in a way that we um, use them as a way to inspire us? So wait, I just want to show you something actually one second. Um, so I have this board. Can you see mm. that? Mm. <laughs> this was my uh, weight loss board. Um, when I started my journey, it has like, pictures of me at different weights and then this is a friend of mine who 
I used as inspiration and I put her on my board because she lost the similar amount of weight to myself. And I had this on my desk and this was my number. And this is my number right now. I've actually reached it. And I never thought that I would reach that number in my entire life because I've been overweight my entire life. Um, but I used this friend of mine as a, as a motivation yeah. to help me because I felt like if she could do it, I could do it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. First of all, you are amazing. <laughs> Your inspirational board is amazing. It reflects who you are now. It, it shows your battle in one, in one frame. You have what is, what happened. You took your life into your own hands, yourself into your own hands and look at what you've done. So it's incredible and very inspirational. Really. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Yeah. And that gives one more, uh, to, to detail this a bit, of course, yeah, we can look at others and what they achieve, but it really depends on with what is our mindset behind it. Is it to motivate us, to pull us up like you did? It's an inspiration. It's uh, this, okay, she did it, so I can do it as well. So this is uh, a powerful technique to use to, to help us. Or is it to compare ourselves and make us small and uh, like, oh, she's so awesome and I still didn't start my journey or whatever are these negative thoughts. So it really depends on, yeah, our mindset behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I could have, I could have done exactly that. You know, I could have been like, oh, she's, she, oh, she looks so lovely. She's so energetic. I'll never be like that. And I could have just never taken the steps. <laughs> it's definitely the stories we tell ourselves. Um, so yeah, so I, I do see like a lot of, um, I think in every field, not just in coaching, there's a lot of generic advice on the internet of what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. So, um, do, do you guys see that out there? Can you, can you point out any top generic um, advices that, that you have seen? And what do you guys do that's different to what we are being told to do um, online when it comes to setting goals and achieving our goals? Um, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of generic advices. But uh, I would say that it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean... Often these generic advices are also proved techniques that work for many people. So there's the possibility that it will also work for you. But then there are also people, and for those people, they need a different approach. And these generic advices might not be the right ones. And uh, there's another thing, these generic advices in general, it's like knowledge. There's a lot of knowledge out there. And if knowledge is the only thing that we would need to change or to achieve our goals, then, if I'm honest with you, we would not need any coaches in this world, right? Because if just the knowledge that is out there and with the, um, online, it's even for free. If this would be enough, then all of us, we would be, have like thriving businesses. Uh, we would all be super rich. Uh, we would have an amazing partnership or even a family and we would all be thin and athletic. But obviously it's not the case. So we need more than just the knowledge and the advice. We need uh, coaches, for example, or mentors that hold us accountable, that believe in us when we don't believe in us in the first place. That maybe also have this bird's eye view to be able to do what we mentioned earlier, to see what could be the next actions, the next steps that you can achieve. Because when you're inside of your system, you might not be able to see this. So that's also good. That's why it's good to have someone looking from the outside perspective on, on your situation. Yeah. And mainly our approach, to be even more specific, is that we want to take you from where you were until today to where you want to go to whom you want to become and we go using the most uh, genuine tool that exists which is compassion because it's good to set the goals we all know at some point it's going to be challenging we can maybe not manage to commit and then when this happens 
some voices are appearing in our heads saying, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you said you wouldn't eat this thing and you ate it again. Oh, uh, you're too lazy. You didn't go running as you said you would, you know? So we start to blame ourselves. And, um, or I said that thing, I didn't want to say it. Or why should I, I should have said the other thing. And in other words, we are bullying ourselves. And we are usually in this era, we've heard it so much of not doing it to others, which of course, but what about not doing it also to ourselves mm -hmm. and to approach ourselves with compassion and love. And if one day we don't manage something, we go back or several days, go back with our coach and say, I said I would do it. I can't. So our role is to revisit these goals and see what happened. What didn't work for you? Because it's, it's so important that it's not one thing and that's it. We are human beings, you know, and we have the right to not, even though we agreed with something, when it comes to make it a reality, to struggle and to say, I wanted it, but I can't. And our role is for you to try again and again and to allow yourself infinite opportunities to make things right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think like therapists actually use this technique a lot where they get you to talk to yourself as if you are talking to your best friend, because often our dialogue in our head is not what we would tell our best friend. You know, it's very different. We don't have that self-compassion for ourselves like we do for others. Um, that's, that's really true. And I can, I can also speak so much about the benefit of um, having a coach because um, I, uh, like I said, I lost 25 kilograms, but only 10 kilograms I lost on my own. The mm -hmm. 15 kilograms I lost in the end, I, I got the help of a coach, a coaching company, actually, Body Smart Fitness. And um, I, can, I can really tell you that when you, like, I was so skeptical because it's a lot of money. It's an investment. But at the beginning of this year, I said, I'm investing in myself. That's what I'm doing. Um, I, I need to grow as a person. I need to break these barriers. And I said, I'm investing in myself. And, and signing up with my, my coach to get to my goal was the best thing I ever did. Because like you said, Lucy, I didn't just lose 25 kilograms. I learned so much about health and fitness and about my lifestyle and about um, positive mindset and about goal setting you know i just i got so much of valuable information and it just changed my whole entire self as a person my mindset and eventually um you know you get to a point where you can graduate from coaching and independently look after yourself because you have that mindset in place and is is that your goal for your clients to get them to that point of independence yeah, it's not only about the goals, as we stated already. Uh, it's about yeah, becoming a better version of yourself. And at some point, yeah, the goal is that you won't need us anymore or you won't need any coach or you reach another level. And at some point you realize, now I have another challenge that, that showed up. And since I had already such a good experience with coaches, I will uh, go again for this approach. Why struggle uh, so much time on my own when I can achieve help? If our car gets broken, we go somewhere to let it uh, be fixed. And of course, we could also get uh, the tools and a handbook and watch YouTube videos and try to figure it out on our own. But at some point we decide, let's get help someone who knows what he or she or what they are doing but still they it's great when they they learn how the things work and they are independent afterwards and they can use this knowledge again and again for different things and if yeah. it's something new that they have no clue how to handle then of course it's great to go back to ask for new yeah. help yeah. but for me my ultimate dream is whomever we are training or we're coaching or helping they get this mindset and then they help the others around them to do oh, the same. I love that. Think differently and to, to really through, you know, to have the effect of opening up. We open up a channel or once one person feels happier 
and feels, oh yeah, that's life, that's what I'm talking about. And then they approach their brothers, their sisters, their best friends, their parents, you know, it's not too late, you can do what you want, you can achieve your dreams. And this mindset of... It's the coming out, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's the coming out of our, uh, coming out of mindfulness in the end, you know, the butterfly effect that we want to spread mindfulness, we want to spread awareness, and we want everyone else to, to you know, to, to get that in their lives. Because I think when you, when you experience it as a person, when you experience coming out um, and awakening to your true self, as you guys say, you want everyone around you to experience that as well. And, and you want that for them. And I, and I think that's really amazing. And that's something that I've also want to achieve on this podcast as well is to spread that, that message of mindfulness and, and being true to yourself and thinking for me, it's all about thinking independently, learning to think independently and to, to question things as well. But I think that's going to drift a little bit away from coaching. There, <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking guys, you know, um, I'm not sure about how old you guys are. Right. But I'm, I'm 32. And um, in, in some of my episodes, I spoke about how um, growing up, I never had all these, you know, like we, we didn't, we didn't grow up in the age of the internet. So um, I, I actually struggled a lot with like my self-esteem and my emotions for many, many years because I didn't have all this information. And I feel like nowadays we are so lucky and blessed to have all of this resources and all of these, this information that um, even on this podcast, you know, people could be listening right now and being like, oh yes, this is something I struggle with and recognize that they have a problem that they want to, to fix. Whereas when I was growing up, I had to like have everything in my head and I had no outlet to resource anything. And even though coaching is such a new industry, it's such a valuable industry because it's something that, um, like you guys said, it helps us to, to guide us into the light, I could say. Whereas I know growing up, I didn't have that. And I was stuck, stuck in that community. And I didn't have any outside information to help me connect any dots to my true self, as you guys say. No. Do you have a similar experience to that? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, uh, we are both uh, 30, 41. <laughs> so we even grew up without uh, mobile phones first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one step further than me then. <laughs> and uh, mostly the landline. Yeah, the modem was doing, when it started, it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I used to take the landline. I remember I used to take the landline into the balcony and close the door so my mom couldn't hear me on the phone with my <laughs> bless those days. <laughs> but but did, did you find that like you were stranded for information about things growing up? Because, you know, like, um, I'm not sure what it was like for you guys growing up as um, LGBTQ community and not having that um, mm. space around you to explore it. Mm. Yeah, so this is right. I was wondering how would it be for me personally, with all this technology and information available today. Because I grew up in a small town in Germany and um, I think there was a gay guy in our school class in, in, in my age, but it was not a topic in general, but it was, in terms of it was, I think it wasn't too negative for him. But it was also not really encouraging, for example, for myself. There were all these uh, girls and boys hanging out together. I felt more comfortable with playing uh, table tennis and stuff like that. And I was uh, wondering, and there was like no information available. I was not in an environment. I knew, let's say, no girl or, or woman that was out and that was a lesbian that I could ask in a break, for example, hey, would you take me with a party to a party with you, or, or something to somehow um, uh, explore what were like, um, let's say, shy thoughts in, in my head? So I started to just ignore them, trying to fit in, and at the end, I came out first to myself at the age of 34. Wow. I was uh, single <laughs> for 10 years, uh, wondering why there is no guy around me that I, I like, that I feel attracted to. I was working in uh, car companies, 
where I was like the only woman in a department of for around 40 guys. And I was wondering, okay, these are all engineers, supposedly attractive men. Why, why not me? <laughs> and I think with uh, more information or easier available information, maybe I would have found different ways like to know where to go. Mm. Where could I find um, like-minded uh, people or women? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, like I said, I think we are so blessed nowadays to have this information and to, to be able to speak about it and to be able to hear that story, Vanessa. I think a lot of, a lot of people would be able to connect with that story. And um, wow, 34, that, that must have been quite a, a painful journey, maybe. Um, I wouldn't say painful. Through this time when I was single, I think I learned a lot about myself. I learned how to be happy also on my own. And uh, then there were just some events in, let's say, six months. And it was also with the help of a coach at the end. Although I went to this coach be I want, because I wanted to clarify my mixed feelings for a, a guy that was interested in me and who didn't accept the rejection. And at the end, one week later, after this coaching session that also involved like a uh, um, hypnosis, um, yeah, I went to another event and that was just, let's say, heterosexual, normal, whatever event, nothing special. And there was another um, lesbian woman and who answered all my questions because I saw her and I had just such a crush with the, like, soft knees and I don't know in German we say butterflies in our yeah. belly. Yeah. Yeah. So these were just uh, physical signs from my body indicating me uh, this is uh, the direction where you should go from now on. Wow. So this was just so strong that I could not ignore it any longer. And from then on it was an amazing journey and every time I took the courage to explore the, the lesbian community uh, I was living in Berlin at that time, which is a great place to explore all of this. Um, every time I uh, took the courage and went out there, the universe um, rewarded me with amazing uh, um, events or situations like meeting new people. And Ten years, because this, yeah. you forgot to... She's telling me about it every time, and today she forgot to say it. It's okay. also how she discovered so much her passion about sports. Oh. Sure. <laughs> yeah, now you remember it. Eh? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She was rowing and uh, a lot yeah. and running, and she. This is how she yeah. kept herself. I think. Yeah, this was my mentally social, strong yes. with all of this. A lot of sports. This was my oh. social network, and also like I sport. I discovered that sports can give you so much in terms of for your self-esteem, mm -hmm. for, I mean, it's proven there is a lot of crazy and amazing chemical stuff happening when we work out in terms of hormones that are um, released that mm -hmm. make us feel good. Wow. So. I, I love that you focus on the journey there, you know, and it, it just aligns with you guys' uh, company um, there because you focus on the journey and the what you learned and, and how you became your true self in that 10 years that's 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 really amazing i love that um like i myself how i was married for for seven years to in 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 a marriage that was not for me basically <laughs> and i i can so connect with that feeling of that seven years for me was a growth experience in where i learned a lot about myself and yeah, um, totally different though, because yeah, totally different. But I, I love that. I love how you focus on your journey and what you learned and what you experienced. And I think that's that's great alignment with what you guys are doing. Um, and yeah, let, let's go on to the fact that you guys are so into mindfulness and nutrition and, and sports. And I really want to know um, what what role does all of this play in discovering your true self and how does it all align with setting goals for yourself? Yeah, so to start with, um, when we were talking about what are these mind blockages, and I, I mentioned um, that maybe the goals that we are pursuing are not ours. 
So uh, using mindfulness and maybe even meditation to think of, if you think of a goal that you think you have, how does it feel for me? Does it sparkle joy in my heart, thinking of this goal? Or is it basically a fear of that others might judge me for not if I don't have this goal or things like that? So using mindfulness of, to distinguish, is a goal really my goal? Or is it coming from somewhere else, from my environment? Uh, this is really also a way to, to discover ourselves and mm. to discover who am I, what are my goals. So I think these two things, like to be ourselves and setting goals, yeah, it's just very, very tight connected the two together. Yeah, and if you, because you said about nutrition, you wondered how nutrition fits in all of this. So it's for us, for us, it's like, so, such an important part for any transformation, any goal that we want to achieve, irrelevant of, of how we feed ourselves. But how does nutrition really fit in? Is that if you want to allow yourself uh, the chance and the space to become who you really are, which this is the ultimate act of self-love, allowing myself to be who I am. Uh, so going from a suppressive mindset to freedom, going to being someone that wanted to please others to being someone I want to please only myself, nutrition is the first big step to do that. Mm -hmm. Because if I give you a, a little analogy, assuming you have a car or you had a car, anyway, at some point in your life you had a car, which could, you could have paid any amount to get it. It's probably maybe a second-hand car or is it a luxurious car? Okay, you have your car, it's yours. You will wash it, clean it, park it uh, meticulously well so nobody hits it, okay? You will uh, do all its services. You will put good fuel and uh, good oil. And if you can afford it, you will put great fuel and great oil, okay? Um, so you will do whatever it takes so you don't jeopardize its performance. Is this right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So why we don't do the same for our bodies? Mm. And we're talking about a machine, mm. not the, uh, our, a, a living organism, organism that all it depends on is about what we do. Mm. This body depends on us and the daily choices we make. So I just want to ask what your definition of nutrition is because um just like from my experience with weight loss um like we 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 do like uh with my coaching company we do like a 80 20 so it's like 80 percent um wholesome foods and 20 percent leeway for everything else we want to eat <laughs> so it's kind of like for me it was kind of like finding that i connected with that kind of approach because i know from personal experience, if I had to say I'm never eating chocolate again, the moment I switch off, you know, the moment I switch off from that, I'm like, give me all the chocolate in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so that 80-20 is something that works for me. Um, so so what, what's your guys' definition of nutrition? Mm -hmm. oh, you mean of good or healthy or purposeful nutrition? Yeah, like when you say nutrition, like what, what, yeah. what does that mean to you? Does that mean eating only vegetables? Does oh. that mean, <laughs> what does that actually mean? <laughs> okay, so I, our approach and also from the studies that I've done is uh, based on some basic principles. So uh, one is uh, also including mindfulness, so that you eat when you are hungry and you stop when you are full and you are aware of how does it feel when i'm hungry how does it feel when i'm full and by the way how does the taste uh, the food tastes uh, when i continue to eat despite i am full if you put a focus on it maybe you will notice that it is actually less tasty as the first uh, bite was when i was very hungry so mindful eating is, is one part then in terms of what to eat, uh, our approach is to eat um, as much as possible unprocessed food and yeah. like whole food. 
And then in terms of how should the plate be, should it be ketogenic, should it be low carb, should it be, um, I don't know, high protein, I think this doesn't matter that much for most of us. Uh, it starts to matter if you have really high athletic goals or you are a professional bodybuilder or you have another profession where you need to reach very specific a very specific body composition. But if you just want to have a healthy body composition and feel good, then I think you can follow whatever you feel like to have. Mm. And if it's in the right amounts and it matters much more the quality. Like uh, if you have veggies, um, what I also like a lot from the, as an LGBT person, uh, the principle would be in terms of veggies, Try to eat the rainbow. Colorful <laughs> colors. Yes. Have a colorful plate. Have the rainbow on your plate and you are um, uh, set with all vitamins and micronutrients that you need. And since you were mentioning the chocolate and the desserts, and um, I have to admit that if I um, could wish, I, maybe I would wish that chocolate is a healthy food. <laughs> so, but... Um, it's not so, and with this, I think also again that it depends on what are your goals. And there are just rules like um, uh, natural laws or laws of nature that if you uh, have a very healthy nutrition to a certain amount, your body will adapt to a certain shape. And if you wish to have this uh, six pack body, then, of course, you need to be very consistent in these uh, nutrition guidelines, like up to 95%. And maybe that means, depending on how much you also exercise and on your genetics, maybe that means that you can have a dessert only once every second week or something. But if... <laughs> It, it depends. I, I mean, don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, it depends also yeah, on your goals and what are the costs that yeah. you are willing to pay? What is the effort that you're willing to of pay? Course, if you say, no, actually, I'm not interested in having this uh, super athletic six-pack and everything. I just want to be uh, yeah, healthy and in a good shape, what I define for myself, what it is. Then I could say I can have my, my chocolate if it's... Uh, just in a certain range and not exaggerated. Can I also put my, I want to say something as well, if it's okay. It's yeah. just, so for, because this was the more scientific part and I can give you a more human part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean a more everyday, everyday approach. It's that for me, what is so, so, so important is to add home cooking in our daily life. This is the top of everything. Even you want sweet, you want your dessert. I promised her a dessert yesterday, which I didn't make finally, but I will today. I'm committed <laughs> to making it. Yeah, you want dessert, you make it on your own and you choose what you're putting inside. For instance, we create recipes with uh, sweets and cookies with almonds, crushed almonds and bananas and the chocolate inside cacao and uh, coconut sugar and we use elements that are healthier and at the end they taste amazing mm. and also the fact that you are creating this for yourself you put yourself into the trouble of making it is extra step of self-care not only i'm eating healthier but i'm creating it for myself and this feeling of being self-sufficient is amazing yeah, oh, yeah. 100% agree with that. I mean, I, I still I still do eat things that I don't make, but um, I would say that 90% of what I eat is things that I actually make. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so a lot of my audience are really interested in any advice or tips on how to reach. So like peop they reach their goal and then they, they kind of like fail to keep it up so say for example i lost 25 kilograms and now how do i live my life and keep that 25 kilograms off because it's easy to fall back into old habits so what they want to know is how do we create sustainable long-term success and what's what's your guys advice there or yeah take on that well i have 
one which is for my clients and for myself okay that is the most important one whatever you do it must bring you joy mm. this is so important you need to define let's say you start with your coach you put your a, a goal whatever that is you choose the path of doing it which could be every day do x y z okay and then you realize oh you struggle with it okay which means it doesn't bring you joy if we take an example of someone who has committed i want to get back into shape and i decided with my coach vanessa to <laughs> i want to run every day 30 minutes or whatever that is whatever the goal is okay so the first day is wow the person is so motivated yes i can do it i'm doing it wow i'm it's which i feel great afterwards but then the days pass by realizing that it's more and more of a struggle to get up or get out of the, the sofa get dressed and go outside and then the person starts to be to feel you know bad about themselves oh no i said i would do it i'm not doing it oh i'm being harsh towards ourselves so the role of the coach is come here you said you would run and you you're not running so what is happening oh i don't like it i feel i'm struggling okay let's find another sport or let's find another solution to combine some days of the week you will run and another other days of the week you can do something that brings you joy it mm. could be put music and dance it ha it's it's just about this creating this this joy because all our life is about doing doing stuff that almost all we don't like we don't enjoy we want to reach a goal and we think that the only way to reach it is through suffering but that's not the only way that's not so it's about revisiting the goals uh, and yeah. talking again about it and see what the how can we make it fun and by searching we will find ways mm. there are always ways to make it fun no matter yeah, the goal yeah and another thing is like we also mentioned with your coaching and then uh, towards the nutrition is it also depends on how we achieve the goal in the first place if you would uh, go to such a let's say crash diet like lose i don't know how much in two weeks or mm -hmm. in one month and you eat like nothing all over <laughs> this time or just very little there first of all there are many unhealthy processes starting in our body that will physically lead to this um, effect that you would uh, start to gain again once you start to eat normally again maybe even healthy and in uh, the right bounds if if you manage because usually if you sacrifice so much and like you starve yourself you deprive yourself then at some point no one has the willpower to keep this this up so we come back to to joy and also what you did like this 80 20 as a rule to to never get us to this feeling on the process already that it's uh, that we are depriving ourselves or that we are uh, forcing ourselves to do whatever but yeah to find what is working for us and to change habits at the end mm. yeah that, that's so um connected to the last season that i did because we we did an episode on joy and we do talk about um well i had a cbt practitioner uh, come on the show and she was talking about how we have this emotion of happiness and joy as a way to keep us motivated and to, well, it kind of, in, in a sense, it kind of gives us that reason to be alive. That joy gives us a motivation to be alive, a motivation to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, I love that you connect that with our goals as well, to use that joy and that to use that as inspiration to get to where you are. I, I've never thought about it that way, um, but it's, it's, definitely so true <laughs> it should be the only way whatever yeah. we do it should be with with joy and find the ways to make our life fun we already know we're gonna die let's enjoy every single day <laughs> to every goal to it sorry i don't want to put it uh, dark but it's true it's let's true. enjoy in every every moment no matter what we want to achieve yeah i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna use that mindset with my with my current goals definitely because i think we do lose track of 
the joy we're getting out of the things we are doing because we so focused on the numbers or we so focused on the followers that we lose the joy in what we're actually doing. So I'm, I'm going to keep that in my mind now. Thanks. Thanks for that valuable information. guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, we are living this, this year has been incredibly stressful. Um, you know, I, I told you, Lucy, when we, when we started this call that I've, I've been having a bad week and, you know, a lot has been happening. Um, so, you know, we have the U S elections happening right now. The UK is in the second lockdown right now. Um, I, I've had a lot of setbacks in my life this year because of the, the pandemic. It's not major, major setbacks. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some clues. You know, it's like first world problems, but it affects us. It affects me. So like one of them was that my husband and I, we want, we were ready to buy a house and we were in the process of buying a house and we were in this deal for almost 10 months and the buyer pulled out at the last second. And it affected us in so many different ways because, um, well, now we need uh, to get our mortgage is going to expire and to get a new mortgage, we're going to need more money. And then, you know, there's just a lot of stress behind it. And I, I, I kind of made a decision to put it on hold for a little while because we need to give ourselves time to recover from the whole process before we go back into it. I'm actually dreading looking at more houses. The market is so, so tight right now because a lot of people are buying houses right now because the interest rates are lower. And that's a whole other thing. And then I had some stresses with my job um, where I'm supposed to be well, I've been trying to gunning for promotion and there's, there's, just been some complications there. I don't think I can actually get into it on the, on the, on the podcast, but there's been a lot of stress and there's been, then there's been the stress of what's happening in the world. So a lot of people, myself, including could be feeling disheartened, demotivated by everything that's been happening this year. What would you be, what would be your message to people going on to the new year? We saying goodbye to 2020. We saying good riddance to 2020, but 2021 is probably not going to be as great as we want it to be. <laughs> what would you tell people? What would your message be with aligning their goals and getting us motivated again for the new year? Yeah. So first of all, by now, we should have been already used to life on earth that is so unpredictable. Okay, thousands of years ago, we had phenomenal natural disasters and uh, sick pandemics, sicknesses, earthquakes, we have been through very tough times. Wars, of course, which are still here. But anyway, the humankind has the ability to survive and to get reborn through different ways. Okay? Right now, what we're all going through, which is somehow, um, I don't want to say, I, I, I won't see it as positive, but still as interesting because it's the first time the whole globe is facing the same thing, okay? So it's bad, it's hard, it's challenging, but it's still up to us on how we are going to perceive this whole situation. Are we going to get dragged into the negativity, the fear, and uh, oh my goodness, what is happening? Or, so this is happening, so that's the fact. How can I... What can I do? What could be the best outcome of this? I am at home. Everything is, most of everything is frozen. We're obliged to stop whatever we're doing and whatever was true till yesterday. And we can have, take this opportunity and think of what really matters. Okay. Of course, mortgages, promotions, all of these are reality, but these are reality on top of the real reality. That is who you are, who you truly are as a human being. And not the, the other stuff are very important for you, but it's not the core of who you are. So taking the moment to pause, silence everything, pause the mortgage, pause the promotion, all of that are important. But right now, it's, we are in a different phase. Life is threatening. We don't know what's happening to us. I don't want to make it like dramatic, but it's true that it's a, an opportunity to say maybe more simple things matter more of spending time with the one I love and being at home and cooking and thinking and being closer to each other and shut down too many voices and say, when start, start to think of our, your new life after the, the, when the Corona will be over someday, it will be hopefully over. What have we learned now? 
how can we use this to become better people, better society, you know, better everything, better spouses or partners, better whatever, better daughters, better friends. Take this time and rethink a little bit because maybe this is not the worst thing. It is bad, of course, because people are dying and this is the saddest thing. But still, for those that were still alive, what can we do about that? And another thing that helps me always when I, something isn't going the way I imagined it is I remind myself that um, at the end, the universe wants nothing more than to support me. So whatever is happening, for example, not getting a promotion, me personally, I had my worst working experience in this year in a company where I have been in the first part of, of the year. And um, you, you might wonder in the situation, why, why me, what is, why is this happening? And at the end, I have to say with all experiences, even this last one, um, after a while, when things moved on, I moved on, there was always something better coming. And if I look back at all these situations, I, I see that they made sense. Yeah. And at the end, they pushed me forward. Yeah. And so I, from this experience, I have to trust that also with what is happening now, what will happen in the future, it will be something good will come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with that, Vanessa. I just, I do think that in the moment when things are happening, it's very, very difficult to, to see that, you know, like, um, and, and I agree with you because it's the same for me in my past, you know, when things happened or didn't happen, it usually led to something better, a better opportunity. Um, but like just to honestly acknowledge the emotions where you're at, it can feel like overwhelming. It can feel like, um, you know, like I think like for me personally, it was feeling or it is feeling like you're waiting for some sort of good news, but no good news is coming. <laughs> and um, I think like for me, what I did in my mind is like, you know what? 2020 is just not the year. <laughs> I just got to accept that. I just got to move on. <laughs> and yeah. And that, that's, that's my kind of way. And in the future, yes, if something good comes along, that's great. Yes. Um, but you I think... Don't the trust. Yeah. That's the important thing. And if it's not coming for you, then you can create it. That's true. I would have to definitely think about that one. <laughs> How do I create it? Um, but going back to what you said, Lucy, I love it. I love that you acknowledge that our, wor our world has been through been through shit in the past you know it's, it's really it's been through shit we're still here humans are still here you know there's so many species that are extinct um you know there's so many species that didn't make it but we are here yeah. and um i think that as humans we do tend to forget that we are survivors we forget that in the moment and like you said it is sad a lot of lives have been lost but you who are listening to this right now you are still here you are still alive and you yeah. still have that ability to turn this thing around into something positive in the end. Um, not saying that the situation is positive at all. It's, it's yeah. sad, but what, what can we get out of it? We are still here. We are still survivors. We, yeah. we are what's next. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, I am so, so glad to have both of you on, on the podcast. I think I really got so much out of it. Um, I see that you guys are doing free webinars. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, what can the audience get from these webinars? What value is this bringing to them and where can they find it? Okay. So first of all, it's something that we are creating right now. It's something we are starting now. We are putting them in place. We are collecting already information of what, because we have in mind how we can support, but we want to refine it to be exactly what uh, people need. So it's not just what we think, it's also what they need. And so right now we're collecting, we're still collecting more information on what people need uh, to, to allow themselves to be true to themselves. So what is still missing for them to, it could be self-care, different things relevant to self-care, to self-love, to self-appreciation. What is missing for you guys? You've tried so far, 
but still, you, what are your struggles? This is what we still want towards becoming who we really want and how to be happy. Mm. So this is our still collecting this valuable information. So we would be more than happy if, if your, your amazing audience could send us uh, what, uh, what are their challenges. And, uh, and of course, through, we can, it's, it's, it's not for only LGBTQIA individuals, it's for anyone. Because at the end of the day, it's, we're serving humans because we all struggle with the same things. It's not only... So where can they send this information to? So obviously um, you guys out there, you can send the information to me if you are on my Instagram or on my Facebook, Refreshingly uh, Human and at Hannah Pillow RH. But if they want to contact you guys directly, where can they go? Yeah, so they can either send us an email directly to info at thecomingoutcoaches.com or they can also, you can also visit our amazing website, where is a lot of our heart in, inside and you find more information about us. You find uh, also a freebie that we would like to share with you. And you can also contact us through the website, through this contact form there. www.thecomingoutcoaches.com So we are waiting for you with uh, your challenges or not only, whatever helps you, what made you happy, what made you feel amazing about yourself. We're really looking forward to anything that you wish to share with us. Perfect. And I will pop all of that in the show notes as well for you guys. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa and Lucy. You guys brought so much of value to, um, to the show and to my audience and to myself. And I'm definitely going to be taking a lot of what you guys said and using it in my own uh, life as well. And I am sure my audience will be as well. Um, it was great to meet thank you guys. You. Thank you so thank much, you. Hannah, for this opportunity. And thank you all for listening. We're looking yeah. forward to meeting you all. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we'll say goodbye there and I hope to see you guys on the next one. Thanks again for listening, dear listeners. If you did like today's content, please do share it with a friend or a family member that you think would benefit from this podcast episode. And you can follow us on the socials. I am on Instagram as Refreshingly Human Podcast and on Facebook as Refreshingly Human. And we hope to see you again on the next episode. Keep listening and keep working towards being refreshingly human.